We appreciate you joining us today on the Teen Challenge of Southern California podcast. If you didn't know, we have a 24-7 prayer and referral hotline, and it's actually staffed by our own Teen Challenge staff members who are ready to pray with you anytime, anywhere. Call today at 888-520-0620. And if you know someone, maybe a friend or a family member who is struggling with addiction and wants help, please tell them about our program. And you can refer them to this same number, 888-520-0620, and we can help them begin their new life. For the next few weeks, we will be sharing the messages from our annual pastors conference, and our theme this year was a fresh anointing. We're back for session two with Pastor Gary Wilkerson. Let's open up our hearts as he shares from God's word today. We hope and pray that you are refreshed by the presence of the Lord in these times that we share together. And if you haven't had the chance, please subscribe to our podcast channel today. You'll be notified every time a new episode comes out, and it's a way for us to stay in touch during these difficult times. God bless you today, my friends. I'm back for session two. We're going to continue to talk about fresh anointing. And if you heard our first session, you know I'm talking about the fresh anointing being an anointing of truth that can keep us strong and sound in the midst of false teaching, in the midst of the last days, antichrist spirit that's going to come and try to deceive the church to get us to his John chapter 1, excuse me, 1 John chapter 2. Uh, begins to say to us that the Antichrist spirit was going to be coming. There'll be many Antichrists, false teachers, false prophets coming to try to uh, deceive many and get them to leave uh, the the fellowship of believers and therefore leave the presence of Christ. But it says here in verse 20 of this second chapter, but you have been anointed by the Holy One and you have all knowledge. You have have the truth about God. Now when it says here you have all knowledge, I've heard... uh, I guess I'd call them false teachers, talk about this, that uh, you can know everything. You can know the stock market. You can know, um, you know, uh, uh, just have insight into who's going to win the Super Bowl and just that, you know, you have every knowledge that God has. This is not what it's meaning because in looking at context here, he's speaking very clearly about this knowing the Father and knowing the Son. You know these things. You you know, you obviously don't know everything. Uh, anybody who, who preaches this and says, you know, you can know everything, uh, let's, let's set up some math equations for them to see if they can solve them. Reality would be no, not. So this is speaking of something more important, actually, than uh, just head knowledge of a lot of information. This is speaking about the knowledge of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, making the Trinity very clear. This chapter doesn't use the word Trinity as no chapter in the Bible uses that word, but this clearly begins to speak about the union of the Father and the Son through the power of the Holy Spirit. This is the truth that we are anointed to have that is going to keep us in these last days. You have the anointing of the Holy One. I write to you, verse 21 says, I write to you not because you do not know the truth, but because you do know it and because no lie is of the truth. Who is the liar? But he who, okay, now who is the liar? Who's the one who's the deceiver? Who's the one who's the false prophet? Who's the one who's trying to, to draw many away? Uh, again, First Timothy, Second Timothy chapter 3, when it begins to say uh, these difficult times that are coming on the face of the earth, it says that these te- false teachers are going to try to, to distract many women and, and others, pull them away from the truth. And this is what deception is all about. And who is the liar? Who is this antichrist spirit that is in these last days? It says, it is he that denies Jesus is the Christ. This is the Antichrist, he who denies the Father and the Son. Now this is a little strange, isn't it? It's like, 
if someone calls himself a Christian, they really don't deny the Father or the Son. But I think there's an interesting thing that John is up to here. He's putting these two together, the Father and the Son. He who denies the Father and the Son. See, many would, many of the Jews of the day would not deny the Father. They would, they would say certainly that he is uh, God. You know, God is our, God is our Father. Uh, the, since Abraham, we've understood this. And Others would, would say, well, we understand that Jesus is the Messiah, but we don't understand that he's linked to the Father. We, there, there, there's many false teaching. Even in the first century, there was, there was false teaching. And so, so what he's after here is that Jesus is the Christ and that the Christ Jesus is one with the Father and the Father is one with the Son. When you understand this, you are abiding in the truth. You are abiding in the reality that Jesus was sent from the Father and that the Father, and then the Holy Spirit is sent from from Jesus and the Father, and the three are one. When we deny any of that, when we lessen that, we we are getting deceived in the, in this last hour deception. How do, how do we do this? Do, how do we deny Christ? Well, one way that the early church found that they were battling with was there was many who were denying the humanity of Christ. They were saying that he came just as a supernatural being. He had no, he had no real physical body. The Gnostics talked about this. They said that, that he was just divine and not human. Now, on the other hand, there were others that <clears throat> said he was just human and not divine. He was, he was created. The uh, Arius in the second century and the third century began to teach this teaching that, that Christ was <clears throat> just in, in his... Uh, in his humanity alone, he had divinity only in the sense uh, that the Father influenced that divine nature on him, but he didn't have that divine nature in himself. And I know this sounds uh, uh, like a uh, sort of theological, and it sounds like head knowledge, but I, I believe with all my heart, it is very important to understand that there is something going on that John is saying in these last days, we have to understand that we have to understand the dual nature of Christ, that he is both fully man and fully God. If he was just man, he would not have God dying for our sins, the perfect God who is the only worthy sacrifice. If he was just God, he would not have taken on the human nature uh, to come in our place. And so the duality, this this. Um, big word here, hypostatic union, the union of the divine nature and the union of the human nature, and both staying the same as they are, the, that Christ's divine nature didn't come in and make his humanity divine, and his humanity never became divine. It was two, two different things, um, two different things in one person two different elements, so to speak, in one person. Again, this sounds like, you know, I'm teaching some seminary course here, but it's really important for us to understand. And many of us don't know this. We don't understand this, that Christ, we need to see him as both fully human and fully divine, the God-man, that, that, that he is fully God. Therefore, when we see him as fully God, we know now he's a part of the Trinity, and as part of the Trinity, he is one with the Father, and the Father is one with him. This is the truth that we need to know. And this is what the Antichrist denies. Uh, the Antichrist is the one, verse 22, who denies the Father and the Son. No one who denies the Son has the Father. Wow, interesting. If you deny the Son in his fullness, if you just say he's just human, good man, good teacher, but he's not divine. Or on the other hand, you say he's divine, he's God, but he's not really a man. He, uh, God couldn't come in uh, human form. To deny that, to deny, to deny the Son, then you don't have a relationship with the Father. 
You see, because they're, they are one. I don't fully understand, to be honest with you, the significance and the depth of the importance of this, but I know that scripture is laced with this, the, the reality. Matter of fact, John, if we skip ahead, uh, in John chapter 5, verse 20, uh, he shows the significance of this as he's closing his book. That is a book about overcoming the world and about overcoming uh, this antichrist spirit in the last days. In John chapter, First uh, John chapter five verse twenty says, "And we know that the Son of God has come and has given us understanding." Again, here's the anointing of the truth. He's given us understanding so that we may know Him who is true, and uh, we are in Him who is true. In his son, Christ Jesus, he is the true God and eternal life. Some argue about the Trinity. That's so clear to me here. Jesus Christ is the true God. And when that is denied, and that's being denied certainly in cults, Mormonism, Jehovah's Witness, uh, Islam, almost every other religion in the world today would not allow for the Trinity. And yet the Bible, our scripture, is jam-packed with it from from uh, John who wrote the, the, the Gospel of John. Uh, he starts it off, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. A clear picture of the Trinity, a clear picture of the truth that, that He was there uh, from all time. He didn't begin in the sense of first there was the Father and then the Son came. He has always been there, one with the Father. He was with the Father and to be with somebody, like I'm in this room here today with, with a couple of my brothers that we work together. We are with each other. In other words, if we're with each other, there are two different persons. I can't be the same person as them. We are with each other. But John doesn't stop there. He says, and uh, not only with God, but is God. That's what I can't say about my friends in the room here with me. I can't say, I am Aaron, I am Chris. I can say I'm with them, but I am not them. Look what John is saying here, that Jesus is not only with God as a separate person, but he is God himself. <clears throat> this is so important in the last days that we understand this, that to keep us from the deceptions. Now listen to this. It's not only the deception of Mormonism or Jehovah's Witness. It's the deception that comes subtly into the church that sees Jesus as this entity and then the Holy Spirit, or I'm a little bit more pro-Holy Spirit. You see churches that are sort of Holy Spirit-based, and we want the pouring out of the Holy Spirit, or we want the anointing of the Holy Spirit. You can't have the anointing of the Holy Spirit without having the anointing of the Father and the anointing of Jesus, because they are one. If you get one, you get the other two. They are together. They are in. They cannot be pulled apart or separated. And and many of us. Uh, you know, there are other church movements where it's, you may have heard of this, said this way, it's, it's, the Trinity is the Father, the Son, and the Scripture, because they don't really want to pay a lot of attention to the Holy Spirit. And, and when we do this, we're missing out on the full truth, the full counsel. When we're missing out on the full truth and the full counsel, we're missing out on the full anointing, the anointing that abides in you, the anointing of the Spirit that keeps you in truth. We in these last days need the anointing of truth to help us overcome the spirit of error. The spirit of error can be false teaching, false doctrine, false prophecy, getting into movements that are taking place uh, currently in churches around the world that, that are uh, not biblically tethered. Uh, they're not tied to the scripture, not devout to the scripture, and therefore they're going off into uh, fanciful teachings, uh, thoughts of, of man, uh, creative, so-called creative teachings that aren't from 
God. These are the last days things that John is warning us about this, this Antichrist in the last hour or this last time we have. But you have, he says in verse 27, but you have the anointing that you have received from him and it abides in you and you have no need that anyone teach you. In other words, you're going to know the word of God so well that when somebody comes along and says something that is not biblically based, that's not rooted and grounded in the word of God, you're going to know it. You're going to understand it and you're going to say, no, that's going to, you're going to teach that to me and you're going to try to lead me astray. And you're going to know false teaching, false doctrine, false prophecy, and you'll be able to flee from it. You'll be able to run from it. You'll be able to escape from it so that your heart stays pure, that your mind stays clear, that you're tethered to the Word of God, and that you understand each of these persons of the Trinity because each of them affect us differently. The Father and His great love for us. The Son and His dying on the cross for us. The Spirit filling us with the power. These are the ab abiding, anointing truths that we need in these last days. And we need to understand not only the humanity of Christ and the divinity of Christ, but that Christ is one with the Father and Christ is one with the Holy Spirit. And that is the fullness. That is, that is what, uh, just as you've been taught, abide in Him. Abide in Him and have confidence. The next verse, verse 28, we didn't read that in our earlier session, but it says, And now, little children, abide in Him, so that when He appears, we may have confidence and not sh shrink from Him in shame at His coming. The things that I've been talking to you about, talking to you about in these last two sessions are things that will cause you not to shrink back, cause you to have confidence that I know the Father that I know the Son, that I know the Holy Spirit. And in these last days when there's this sense of there are three different gods, God is, that's one God, and that's another God, and that's another God, that we're getting back to the, to the, to the traditional understanding from the Bible and from the first generations of Christian faith is that these three are one, that when we're worshiping one, we're not worshiping three gods, we're worshiping one, and, and all three of them are abiding in us. The Father abides in me. The Son abides in me. The Holy Spirit abides in me. And I abide in them. I'm part of the, uh, to some degree, I'm part of this union. It's a mystery. I, don't, I can't fully explain it to you. But it's, it's, it, to some degree, we are in union with Christ. We are in union with the Holy Spirit. We are in union with the Father. And these three are one. We are union with that one, that Godhead, that Holy Trinity. This is a mystery, but this is so important. And I, I am asking God to bring a last day's awakening of a truth, of an understanding that the, that the Antichrist is going to try to get us away from understanding the relationship of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. And I'm asking God to restore in believers today and churches today and pulpits today, uh, once again returning to preaching about believing in, small groups teaching on, books being written about, studies going on about the Holy Trinity. It is one of the most important doctrines in Scripture and yet is one so rarely talking about today. And now you ask, and I close with this, you ask, Pastor Gary, why are you talking about the Trinity when we asked you to talk about fresh anointing? Well, I believe this can be a fresh anointing when you begin to understand this. You see, I've heard people say, you know, I love you, Father, or I love you, Son, or I love you, Holy Spirit or, you know, I love the Word, or I love grace. But, you know, very rarely will you hear somebody say, I love the Trinity, or I love you, Trinity. But you could say that, because God is Trinity. God is three. I love you, three in one. And to see God in this glorious mystery is to grab hold of a truth that He wants to put in you. And He says in John, 
John, First John, he says this to us, that you have that truth living in you. As you hear me saying what I'm saying, you're going to hear, I believe, something that resonates with you, and you're going to want to move ahead and grow in this truth. And we thank God for you. And I want to just encourage you, if you'd like to know a little bit more about the Trinity, you can check out some of our podcasts. We've done a series of podcasts that speak about the Trinity. We've interviewed uh, uh, Fred's, Dr. Fred Sanders and Dr. M uh, Matthew Barrett, and uh, both of them are scholars who have written much on the Trinity. If you want to go a little bit deeper and get a little bit more uh, understanding, and then we have on our World Challenge website <clears throat> some recommendations uh, on our podcast. And on those particular podcasts with Fred Sanders and uh, Matthew Barrett, are some recommendations of their books and some other books that you can read and, and go deeper in this. Most of all, it's found in the Word of God. You're going to see that Jesus is God, the Holy Spirit is God, the Father is God, and they are three in one. They are one together. And this is a truth that will keep us from falling in the last days. And we are living in those last days, and these are difficult times, but you will stand and you will not fall in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for letting me be with you here at this uh, conference here at Southern California Teen Challenge. And we do pray that you would have that fresh and abiding anointing of God. Once again, thank you for choosing our podcast today. We hope that you're comforted, encouraged, and strengthened in the Lord today because of it. Don't forget to subscribe, though. It's easy. Just go to wherever you're listening right now and click subscribe. God bless you today.